You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Good evening. Welcome to Northern Lights MCC. We are part of a worldwide Christian denomination who celebrate the essential Christian message that the inclusive love of God is for everyone. You're very welcome if this is your first time, if you've joined us in person before or not. Maybe this is your regular church, maybe it's not. Welcome. Most of the things that you need for the service this evening will be on the screen, but you may also wish to have a candle to light during the prayers and some bread and wine, biscuits and juice to have during our time of communion. Please feel free to take part in as little or as much as you feel comfortable with. Everyone's welcome. This has been quite a week. Those of us in England have moved into tighter lockdown restrictions for the next few weeks, and we may well have lots of emotions about that. Fear, despondency, loneliness, grief at what we are losing, relief that something is being done. Ongoing uncertainty and frustration are all in the mix there. We've had an election in the USA, and at the time that I'm recording this, we don't yet know the outcome. What we do know is that there is going to be a lot of hurt and upset either way, and there is a lot of work for us to do and for God to do, regardless. So let's take a moment to still ourselves in God's presence and get ready for the service tonight. This Sunday, we're continuing our theme of care of creation. We will hear words of wisdom from Abby, the Gospel of Matthew from Morgan, and Psalm 63 reworked as a song in between the two. Today is also Remembrance Sunday, and in the UK, we particularly remember those who've died in the world wars, but also anyone who has been affected by war, those who serve and have served in armed forces across the world and those displaced by conflict and fighting. There will be mention of this in the prayers by Ian, who will lead us in a short silence, just in case you need to prepare yourself for that. Loving God, open our hearts to the Spirit, that we might, with your help, discern the meaning of the Gospel and carry this out into the world. Amen. A reading from the book of Wisdom 6, 12 to 16. Wisdom is radiant and unfading, and she is easily discerned by those who love her, and is found by those who seek her. She hastens to make herself known to those who desire her. One who rises early to seek her will have no difficulty, for she will be found sitting at the gate to fix one's thoughts on her is perfect understanding, and one who is vigilant on her account will soon be free from care, because she goes about seeking those worthy of her, and she graciously appears to them in their path, and meets them in every thought. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The Gospel according to Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 to 13. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. 
ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom. Come out and meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish bridesmaids said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy some oil, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the word of the Lord. My friends, let us pray. Open our ears and our hearts, O God, that we may hear your voice speaking to us from the scriptures today. Do not allow us to settle for easy answers. Instead, we give you continual, constant permission to interrupt and rearrange our lives so that we may bear fruit from the vine, your Son, Jesus. Amen. For the last month, I've had one of my closest friends staying with me. He moved in while Kyle and I were away so that he could isolate before our return. We've shared a lot together over the years and I love him dearly. He moved in because his relationship of 16 years had gotten to the stage where they didn't know if they could be together anymore. It's heartbreaking to see two people you care about and who love each other so much argue and accuse one another. To see the trust, the loyalty that shone from them both and was the hallmark of their relationship slowly disintegrate. I've sat and listened to my friend as he tries to understand what has happened how the little things over the years have crept in to slowly erode their relationship, family, politics, work commitments, illness, money worries. I played devil's advocate when he is blaming his husband and I've comforted him when he realizes his own mistakes. And finally, to listen to them both as they question is our love for one another enough to overcome all of this? 
or is it too late? It's funny, isn't it, how as a society we speak of love. We speak of eternal love, love that never dies, that sweet romantic love. But those in relationships know that love has to be worked at. And if not, it does die and can often be replaced by hate or bitterness. Over the coming weeks, as we come to the end of the church's year, we hear from Matthew's gospel a series of parables that are apocalyptic in style. They speak of the end, a final reckoning when either the bridegroom comes to find his bridesmaids unprepared, the master of the house judging his servants, or the shepherd that separates the goats from the sheep. They go on to their reward, while the others are left out in the cold. These are known as the Olivet Prophecies because they are given from the Mount of Olives. It was a place Jesus would go with his disciples at night after spending a day in the city of Jerusalem, often remonstrating with the Jewish leaders. It is here in the evening under the stars, camping with his disciples, that Jesus shares these parables. And once he shared these parables, all about the coming of God's kingdom, he begins to prepare his disciples for his own imminent suffering and death. It is to this same mountain that Jesus will return after the Passover to pray and await his betrayal. So what is Jesus telling us in today's parable of the bridesmaids? Matthew's gospel was written somewhere between 35 and 50 years after Jesus' resurrection, although some place it took more about 70 years. Matthew is speaking to a mostly Jewish, traditioned Christian community. The simplest interpretation of the parable is, be prepared for Christ's coming. Don't take your eyes from the price. But for me, that misses a deeper symbolic message that would have made sense to the community Matthew was addressing, and more importantly, to a post-Pentecost community. Throughout much of the Bible, oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. So if we see the oil and the lamps as a symbol of the Holy Spirit, we begin to see a message to the community Matthew is speaking to, and perhaps more importantly, to us. Five of the bridesmaids, which may mean half, or certainly a significant number of the community have been baptized and have received the Holy Spirit. While the rest of the community may profess their belief in the resurrection and in Jesus as the Messiah, but have not done anything about it. Early Christians lived a community life where they shared everything in common. There was a strong moral code, and there was a real sense of joy amongst them. But there were also problems, and they faced huge difficulties. They struggled with their newfound faith in Jesus, 
and the traditions they had been brought up in. Now they shared their faith with Gentiles. But perhaps more importantly, as followers of the way, they were hunted, tortured and put to death. The underlying allegation is that some of the community had not been fully initiated into the life of Jesus. They had not been baptised or they had not received the gift of the Holy Spirit and when put to the test, either by their willingness to share their goods freely or to live this strong new moral code, they failed. Others, when caught and tortured and when faced with the choice of either staying faithful to Jesus or saving their own lives, they chose to betray Jesus and their community, putting them all at risk of death. The message is a clear one. Have you received the gift of the Holy Spirit? Are you committed to Christ, to the forsaking of all others? And the wedding imagery is important here. Are you committed to Christ, to forsaking all others and to be willing to sacrifice your own life and maybe even that of your family too? It's a very different understanding of being a Christian. By choosing Christ, you are literally risking your life and the lives of your family. Would you? Could you? In this country, it's not something that we are asked or expected to do. But we have seen people sacrifice their lives in the cause of something they really believe in. Doctors, nurses, caregivers, risking their lives in this COVID era. Of course, as today we celebrate Remembrance Sunday, and we remember with thanksgiving the countless people who sacrificed their lives for our freedom and peace. Behold their sacrifice dearly. So what makes a person dedicate their life to the point of being willing to give it up for a person or for a cause? Because for a person, it could be love or belief in a great leader and their cause. Maybe even just a recognition of the greater good. Love went out for my friend and his partner. Their love was strong enough for them to forgive their mistakes and their failings and to begin again. But what of someone we have never met? Jesus, would you die for love of Jesus? We're not called to believe in Jesus. Nor are we really truly called to serve him. We read in John's Gospel, Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word 
and my father will love him and we will come and make our home with him. And further on, I am the vine and my father the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. We are called to an intimate union with Jesus through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to allow the living presence of God to live in us and to bear fruit through us. The foolish bridesmaids are shut out of the wedding feast because they are not really rooted in Christ and bearing fruit. Despite their profession of faith, it is merely words. So what about us? Can we truly say that Jesus is alive in us? That Jesus works through us? This week, our theme is preaching the gospel locally. We are so lucky to have an incredible heritage of local saints in the Northeast. One of my inspirations is, of course, Cuthbert. Born in Northumbria in 636, the same year Aidan founded his monastery in Lindisfarne. He struggled with the desire to be a hermit and devote himself completely to his saviour and the incredible ministry he had to God's people. I asked my friend's permission to share what was happening with him and his husband. I share it because as two humans, they filled themselves and at times filled one another. But their love for each other is meant, painful as it is, that they can forgive each other. And in the light of the other person's love and acceptance, they can forgive themselves too. How much greater is the love and the acceptance Jesus has for you and for me? Don't feel bad if when presented with the questions I've asked today, you feel you've come up short or are filled with doubt. The truth is, it doesn't matter. You are loved and are precious to the Lord exactly as you are and were you are. But we also read in the Old Testament that the Lord is a jealous God. God wants you to know him, to have a relationship with him, to be alive in the love God has for you, like a flower blossoming in the sunlight. We heard in the first reading that beautiful passage from Wisdom. Look around and see the examples of love around you. The sacrifice of millions of people who die in conflict so that others can live in freedom. The people who sacrifice their lives to serve others during COVID. The countless people who put their lives at risk daily to help others emergency services, Coast Guard, 
mountain rescue. And there are billions of people who do small acts of kindness every day to help others. I often go back to the name we have been given and the calling we received at our baptism. Christian, the bearer of Christ's image. Let's, when we look around and see those examples of love and those examples of sacrifice, indications and reminders of the great love and sacrifice God has made to reach out to you, to show her love for you, to see the invitation she is making to you, to know her better and to allow the living God to live inside you and to grow so strong in you that the compassion of Jesus Christ shines through your eyes, your smile, your words, and your every act. Truly, that is a marriage union worth preparing for. Amen. Now is the time we set aside to speak directly with God and listen to the one who knows us intimately and loves us in all our imperfections. In keeping with our custom in the Metropolitan Community Church, I light a special candle as we remember all those who have surrendered themselves to your tender care due to HIV-related illness. So let us pray together for ourselves, for those we know and love, for our communities and for the wider world. Loving God, Mother and Father of all creation, we come together from different places and in different ways, knowing that we are all in your presence and in the presence of your Son, Jesus, the Christ, at one in the Holy Spirit. Help us to discern your Spirit in the world around us. Let us find joy in the world that you created. Help us to worship you with all our being and to hear and receive your word and your gifts. As we think about our local communities and the glory of the natural world, may we respond to you in love for our neighbours and for your creation. You formed us, loving God, from the dust of the earth and placed us in a garden. Remind us of our place as your creatures at home in your creation. Forgive us when we forget our connection to the earth and our dependence upon the goodness of your world. Living Christ, our Saviour, you were born into this world and made your earthly home in Nazareth. Help us to know and love the people and places where you have set us. Forgive us when we fail to care for our homes, our loved ones, 
our neighbours, our communities and your creation. Spirit of God, you desire to grow in us your fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Forgive us when our roots are so shallow and our hearts so restless that our lives fail to bear fruit. Enable us to find our home in you and in the places to which you call us. O Lord, we strive to live in you, yet always in the midst of this creation glory, we experience life's temptations and distractions. We see sin's shadow and we feel death's darkness. In the abuse of the earth, sea and sky around us, in the brokenness of humanity beside us, in people's betrayal of one another, and often deep within us, a conflict with your Holy Spirit. O oh, Trinity of love, Forgive us so that we may forgive one another. Heal us so that we may be people of healing. And renew us so that we may also be makers of peace. On this Remembrance Sunday, we bring before you, Lord, our prayers for the world, the church, and all your people. We pray for peace in our hearts and homes, in our nations and our world, the peace which is your will, the peace which we all so badly need. Today, we remember all those who have died in any kind of war throughout your world. Soldiers who have perished in the horror of war. Innocent people who were buried beneath the rubble from bomb attacks. Women, men and children who have been brutally attacked and murdered in their towns and villages. We remember especially those who gave up their lives in the two world wars including those close to us or to the people we love. We remember those who came home from battlegrounds with terrible injuries, both physical and psychological. And those whose loved ones never returned. We pray for a world where war is still a grim reality as we remember now in silence those who have lost their lives. Help us to renew our fight against cruelty and injustice and against prejudice, tyranny and oppression. We will remember them.
Still, we cry out to you in the darkness of our divided world. Let not the hope of humanity perish. Let not new clouds rain death upon the earth. Lord, hear our prayer for the multitudes in every country who do not want war and are ready to walk the path of peace. May their voices be heard and may they not lose heart. We pray for the leaders of nations and ask you to pour out your spirit of reconciliation on them. Give them a longing to bring freedom from fear and freedom from want for all peoples. Give strength and courage to those who bear heavy responsibilities for the peace of the world. We pray for the Christian church, called to witness to your love. May Christians work with all people of goodwill to break down the barriers which divide the world. May those who profess one faith respect those who sincerely hold another faith and build a community where there is harmony, understanding and love for God's creation. We pray for all who feel oppressed, abused, powerless and exploited. For all who are needy, hungry or homeless. For all who are experiencing isolation, anxiety, frustration, discomfort or pain. And for those who are afraid because they are ill or have been injured. We pray for those who are nearing the end of your, their journey on earth, that they may know your comfort and peace. And we pray for all who work for the coming of God's commonwealth of life, love and joy, whose caring and faithful lives are witness to Christ's triumph. And we bring to you, Lord, all for whom requests for prayer have been placed in our special book of written intentions. Help them all to come to terms with their pain and difficulties. And help them to look forward to the future, whatever and wherever that may be. We place them in your healing presence, Lord, and ask that you enfold every single person who needs to feel the warmth and tenderness of your embrace. So now let us pray for the needs of people known to us personally. Be with us all, Lord, in our daily struggles to faithfully follow you, in our periods of doubt and despair, and in times of happiness, health and loving. 
be with us all until the time when in the heavenly realm of your love, our joy will know no end. We make our prayers in faith and love for you. We now commend ourselves and all for whom we pray to your mercy and protection, Lord, and to the healing love of your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray, as we say together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. Let us say together the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Go in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website, northernlightsmcc.org.uk.